Podcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kim, and I'm thrilled to have you join us. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I asked you about what makes communities of practice important and valuable. Thank you for your thoughts and ideas. This week, I wanted to ask you about the technology that you use to stay organized. What tools are the best ones to keep you on top of your game? I'd love to hear from you. Please share with us via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Flocabulary. Flocabulary is a website with hundreds of educational hip-hop videos and supplemental activities for students in grades K through 12. Flocabulary covers maths, vocabulary, language arts, social studies, science and social-emotional learning and offers a weekly news update. The Week in Rap, which is adjusted for age appropriateness. Lessons contain music videos and clickable lyrics that can be played at three different speeds. After viewing these as a class or independently, students can complete the accompanying games, quizzes, reading passages and more, depending on the plan purchased. The individual teacher subscription, which is required after a 30-day free trial, gives access to the videos, lessons, activities, and Common Core standards correlations, and the videos present content through a diverse, equitable, and inclusive lens. The full whole school plan includes quite a bit more, including a teacher dashboard and assignable, automatically scored quizzes, created by pros committed to education all vocabulary content is standards-based and even goes above and beyond traditional standards to incorporate current events and social-emotional learning content. There's also a pretty robust community of users and product ambassadors who share ideas and spark inspiration. Whether you want to assign students a basic review lesson for homework or plan a fully integrated lesson, the Flocabulary platform is flexible enough to use a little or a lot without feeling routine. The lessons within the videos are relatable and fun, and they get concepts to stick in. Start a unit with a video that introduces the vocabulary that students need for a lesson in geometry, simple machines, student loans, or a Shakespearean sonnet. Play a video for the whole class, and then have the students group up and replay it in discussion mode, giving them the opportunity to explore ideas in more depth and learn from one another. Videos for older students are more dense, with nearly every rhyme containing some hard facts that they can review afterwards through a variety of activities, including writing their own lyrics. The Week in Rap video lessons help build background knowledge through the lens of current events, and their focus on equity and social justice will spark discussions and help students develop empathy. Teachers should put in some extra time to prepare, since some of the topics may lead to in-depth conversations. I've seen this used in many contexts, and student engagement levels almost always went up. Using the 30-day free trial is a great way for you to jump on and test it out with your students before committing fully as a teacher or a school. 
I highly recommend that you take a look at the link in the description below, flocabulary.com. Last week, we talked about the benefits of online communities of practice. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about free edtech tools. Often, in my work with schools, budget is always a priority, and an issue that holds back the authentic integration of technology into classrooms. One of my favorite things to do is explore tools that I love that are free. Here are my top eight free edtech tools that you and your school need to try today. Number one, Flipgrid. You know this is one of my favorites if you've listened to the podcast and something I've shared many times before. Flipgrid is hands down my number one free tool for teachers. Since Microsoft purchased this, it's opened it all up for educators to access with all of its features for free. Flipgrid is a video discussion tool quite like no other as it's designed with the might of Microsoft to work specifically for teachers and students in a digital classroom. The idea behind it is simple. It's use video to create an open platform for discussion and learning that doesn't require a physical classroom to get everyone involved. That makes Flipgrid an ideal remote learning tool as well as a powerful homework-based application for students to use with each other. Check out flipgrid.com for more to get started for free. Number two, Headspace. A tool that I've used in my classroom before and now see many educators using this to support the well-being of students and to support adult well-being inside a school as well. Headspace is a mindfulness app with an easy-to-use interface that takes the seriousness and intimidation of meditation out. Headspace offers free access to K-12 teachers and supporting staff in the US, the UK, Canada and Australia, and it seems open to offering free access to educators in other regions too, so it's worthwhile reaching out. Whether you're feeling inspired to connect more with your students, or you're looking for a new way to bring calm to your classroom, Headspace can help students build healthy habits that last a lifetime. Better focus, less stress, and happier thoughts are just a few minutes away. For more, and to get started for free, check out headspace.com educators. Number three. Anchor. As a podcasting fan myself, I love finding ways to bring this learning space to students and teachers. Anchor is a podcast creation tool that's easy to use and works well for students and teachers. Anchor is a podcasting app created to make the process of recording and producing a podcast as easy as possible. The simplicity of Anchor makes it a great option for teachers who want to help students learn to create their own podcasts. It's actually also built to help monetize the podcast, something that could eventually be helpful for older students. This free-to-use platform lets you create and offers podcasts to listen to that have been created by other Anchor users. Since this works via the web as well as an app form, it's easily accessible and can be used both inside and outside of the classroom. For more, check out anchor.fm. Number four, whiteboard.chat. Whiteboard.chat has been a favorite of mine since it was launched. I've had the pleasure of working closely with the founders and seeing their continuous growth and development fueled by feedback from teachers that they action very quickly. It's a free interactive whiteboard designed for teachers and students to support collaboration and engagement. As a teacher, you can see exactly what your students are doing. It integrates seamlessly with Microsoft Immersive Reader and Read Aloud, as well as many other tools. The feature set continues to inspire me, and it's something that you will love too. Visit whiteboard.chat and sign up for your free education account. 
Number five, Socrative. Socrative is a digital tool that's built for teachers and students so that learning interactions can go online with ease. While there are many quiz-based tools out there right now designed to help with remote learning, Socrative is very specific. It's that focus on quiz-based questions and answers that keeps it streamlined so it works well and it's easy to use both in person and virtually. From a multi-choice quiz to a question and answer poll, it provides teachers with instant feedback from a live student response that is clearly laid out. So from using it in your classroom to remote learning, it offers a lot of powerful assessment uses. Register now for free at Socrative.com. Number six, Padlet. If you want to incorporate student discussion and interaction, then Padlet is an engaging alternative to your typical discussion forums. You can think of Padlet as a virtual corkboard of sorts. After you create a template and give students access, they can post their thoughts via words, images, videos, links, docs, music, etc. to an essential question on the class Padlet for everyone to see. Once students have posted their original responses, they can interact with their peers by commenting, by liking, starring, upvoting and replying. Padlets are super easy to set up and once everyone has contributed, they become a great resource that you can share on your LMS. It's an amazing resource for teachers as well. For more, visit Padlet.com. Number seven, MindMeister. MindMeister is designed for adults to create mind maps that make for great planning, but this tool is also aimed at students and for use in education. MindMeister is both an app and an online tool that allows for easy access to mind map templates for brainstorming, writing plans, SWOT analysis and more. It's simple to create presentations based on the mind maps built inside MindMeister, making it an ideal tool not only for personal planning, but for class-based projects. Check it out and sign up at mindmeister.com. Number 8. Canva. Whether you're a teacher or a student, Canva for Education makes it easy to create, collaborate and communicate visually in the classroom and beyond. It is 100% free for K-12 teachers and their students. Canva is a powerful design tool that can be used in education to create projects that not only look great, but also help teach students the basics of digital design. This is a free tool which lets students and teachers work with photo editing, design layer and more, all within an easy to use platform. While this can be used by students to submit projects, it can also teach them how to work more creatively when laying out work. Teachers can also use the system to create guidance, posters and more for the classroom and beyond. Create your free account now at canva.com education. I know there are many more amazing free tools out there, but these were the ones that came to my mind instantly. I'd love to hear from you to learn more about your favorite edtech tools too. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Julie Lindsay. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Julie Lindsay. With over 15,000 followers on Twitter, Julie and I have been connected for many years, and I'm constantly inspired by her work and social sharing. Julie is a senior education technology advisor based in Australia. She's a thought leader in online learning and global collaboration, innovator, teacherpreneur, keynote speaker, and author. She has more than 30 years' experience in higher education and K-12 schools. 
Julie worked in international schools for 15 years as an educational technology leader across Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. Her passion is for online global collaboration, and as director of Learning Confluence and founder of Flat Connections, she designs and manages award-winning online projects for all K-12 levels and customizes learning experiences for educators. Julie, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Hi, Craig. Thanks so much for having me. And yes, I am. Absolutely. Awesome. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Okay. Well, as you said, I'm the Senior Education Technology Advisor. I'm at the University of Southern Queensland, which is based in uh, Toowoomba, the main campus. I live in Toowoomba now in Queensland, uh, just west of Brisbane, Australia. And my role is to work across the university with uh, faculty members, uh, academics, uh, program coordinators, learning and teaching specialists, educational designers, and to support the uh, improvement of online learning, particularly through the use of educational technology. So I run a program called Technology Demonstrators, uh, which is where we bring people, academics, people interested in to talk about the technology and to showcase and to demonstrate and to be champions. And, you know, we welcome the early adopters. We, we welcome those who are a little bit nervous about it. We provide opportunities for conversation, demonstration. Uh, we run pilots. We move pilots into projects and university-wide implementations. So it's quite busy, Craig, actually. <laughs> Extremely busy. And on top of that, Julie, you're a published author. Tell us about your books and why we could engage in these resources. Absolutely. Look, uh, the first book I authored is, uh, goodness, it's over 10 years old now, but it's still relevant. Flattening Classrooms, Engaging Minds, Moving to Global Collaboration One Step at a Time. And this was aimed at uh, K-12 to learning and it's based on the work that I did with the flat classroom and flat classroom project which started in 2006. So this is a step-by-step approach to connecting your classroom beyond the school, beyond the the immediate learning environment to others in the world and I just think you know this has become so much more relevant since COVID that I'd, I'd encourage people to go back and take a look at what we were doing 10 and 15 years ago and what people are you know continuing to develop and explore today. And then the other book uh, I wrote in 2016, which was based a lot on my, not entirely, but it was influenced by my PhD research at the time. And that's called The Global Educator, Leveraging Technology for Collaborative Learning and Teaching. And it, it looks at what it means to be a global educator, how to be a global collaborative educator, and design for global education. So it takes a deep dive into approaches to learning design and how to move your classroom, your learning environment to an online collaborative global uh, experience. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, I've been a huge fan of your work for so long, Julie, and I love your work particularly around flat classrooms and flat connections. Tell us about this and how people can connect and engage in that space. Yes, sure. So, Craig, to access the work that I do with Flat Connections, the portal is learningconfluence.com. And through that, you will find uh, my approach to uh, learning 
And I talk about this actually in terms of learning confluence being choices, conversation, community and creativity. And that will lead you to the Flat Connections portal, uh, which shows the global projects that we've designed and run in the past and what's coming up in the future. It also looks at um, opportunities for educators. It has quite a lot of um, archival material there at the moment. You know, COVID has been uh, difficult, I think, for a lot of us. And the work that I do through this hasn't progressed at a great rate in the last couple of years, but it's it's there for people to to dip into and to learn from in terms of what we've done and what we potentially plan to do in the future as well, which is to join classrooms together. And of course, I'm working at the higher education level now. My focus is very much on higher education and joining higher education institutions and classes together as well. Yeah, fantastic. And I've been involved with the work that you've been doing for a long time. And anyone out there listening, 100% jump on board. It's really exciting. There's lots of amazing opportunities for connecting and engaging. And uh, I, I couldn't recommend it enough. And we'll make sure the link to all of that are in the podcast notes as well. And Julie, you have a course coming soon on eduspark.world uh, called Creating Communities of Practice. Tell us a little bit about this and why listeners should jump on and learn with you when we launch this. All right. Well, this course is based pretty much on all, all of the work that I've done, but particularly around the Global Educator uh, book from uh, five, six years ago. It looks at uh, this whole concept and practice of flat learning and the this, you know the, the necessity that we have really as educators, as learners, to build these communities of practice. This is... I'm doing this at, at USQ at the moment as well through our technology demonstrators. I mean, we have a tech dem community of practice. This is this has influenced and inspired academics who are often quite reticent, and uh, you know we have a lot of inertia in higher ed. <laughs> needless to say, ability to build a community around the domain of learning, online learning, the domain of what I call flat learning and exploring educational tools to support that is really important. And as part of that community, you know, we need to to understand where our special interests lie. What is it that we really want to explore? How can we leverage that through a community of practice? Uh, This is all tied up, of course, with digital technologies. How are we leveraging and using what has been around for a while? What's emerging that we can grab and use and how does that then impact improved outcomes for our, our students, essentially? Yeah, fantastic. And again, when this course goes live, we'll make sure it's pushed out to, to all spaces. But we'll put the link to it now. It's coming soon and you'll be able to register for that and, and join it when it goes live as well. Julie, what's your next big goal in your career? You've done so much, but what do you want to do or achieve that you haven't yet been able to do? Well, Craig, you know I've worked a lot at, at the K-12 level, and that is still such important work. But now that I'm working in higher education, there is so much work to do here, <laughs> believe me. There, you know, particularly, and I'll, I'll say this again, particularly in the sort of COVID, post-COVID context, we're talking a lot here about high-flex learning, where students have choices. It's not a matter of whether you're on campus or or online or, you know, it's about choices for personalised learning so that the experience is the similar or the same as every other student and that we leverage technologies to provide the best learning experience we can. And 
a lot of people now in higher ed are saying, well, now that COVID's pretty much over, we're all coming back onto campus. Well, maybe that doesn't suit everybody to come onto campus, right? Flexibility and choice are key words. So this is something that um, I'm working a lot on at the moment. And I think this is um, something that is going to influence my writing and my research moving forward. Um, I also... I also want to write another book based on my uh, PhD thesis, which is uh, the title is Online Global Collaborative Educators and Pedagogical Change. And there's an educational learning framework that uh, came out of my research. And there's also um, what I call the global collaborator mindset came out of that as well. And I'm just, I'm quite keen to, to write around that and to, to share this with other people, what I found through that research. Yeah, I can't wait to see that and, and engage in that as well. It sounds really exciting. Let's jump into some quick fire questions, Julie. The first thing that comes to your mind and maybe a brief why as well, what is your hashtag one word for 2022? Look, it always is, Craig. Any year it's collaboration and transparency, visibility, connection, community, but collaboration is the key because still people don't know how to do it. They don't see the the validity in it. They don't um, design assessments that are collaborative. They don't expect collaboration amongst their students. But it's it's important. Absolutely, I think that you know when we we think about the idea of collaboration, I think that's changed over the past few years with COVID as well, and what that looks like and what that means for learning is more important now than ever before. So I love that you've brought this up. What's your favourite EdTech book or resource? Look, uh, there are so many, but you know what I am going to say, Craig? Other people. Other people are my resource. You know, I learn from people every day and I'm hoping that they learn from me as well. And together we're co-creating new understandings moving forward. Absolutely. What is your go-to EdTech tool that the listeners need to try? You know, thinking about this, Craig, I'm going to say VoiceThread as a starting point because I love VoiceThread. I don't think people really explore its full potential at any level of education. And we're, we have it integrated into our LMS here at USQ, uh, our learning management system. And academics, are, I'm pushing them to really explore it, push the boundaries with VoiceThread. Absolutely, 100%. We'll make sure the links to these are in the podcast notes too. What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career, Julie? Oh, look, I think I like to be connected, you know, and connectivism takes time, but I'm, I'm good at connecting with people and I'm good at getting back to people and just keeping those conversations going. So I may not have be as good as I used to be 10 years ago because life seems to just get busier and busier, but I think that's a good daily practice you know even if it's just making sure you keep up with emails I think that that connectivism is important a hundred percent yeah seeing that red number on my phone of things I haven't done or haven't read drives me insane (laughs) (laughs) so it's a good call out you know Julie you've shared so many things here today uh, that I know the listeners are going to want to follow and connect with you on what's the best way for them to do that well Twitter is good um, just at Julie Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y is uh, our surname. And uh, look, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on about.me forward stroke Julie Lindsay. Uh, I'm pretty ubiquitous out there pretty much. Uh, so look, I'd love to connect with listeners and uh, and see what people are doing. Fabulous.
Absolutely. And we'll make sure that all of those are linked in here so people can click straight through and connect with you. Julie, inspiring as always. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Craig. It's a pleasure. Next week, join me for episode 92 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by Cheryl Doig. Want to win a prize? Enter now at bit.ly slash edtechwin and we'll regularly announce winners of incredible prizes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.